You'd think I could come up with some sort of who-you-gonna-call type joke for this podcast, but I've got nothing. Then again, after you listen to this podcast, you may not think much of me at all. Oh well, this is The Draft. Welcome to the Draft Podcast. My name is Adam Smith. Along with me is Bill Decker. Hey, Bill. Hey, how's it going? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm fantastic. (laughs) All right. That's good to hear. On this week's podcast, or this, I say this week's, but this episode, our 11th draft, I'd like to say definitively that we ain't afraid of no ghosts. (laughs) But we are mildly irritated by bad grammar. So, (laughs) ain't. Come on. Now. (laughs) That's so you. (laughs) That's really true. (laughs) Trying to enjoy the song, but I'm sitting there critiquing the grammar. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) I can so see you do it. Flinching every time. (laughs) When I sing it, I just correct it all. Yeah. I'm not afraid of any ghost. Yeah. (laughs) Adam is the autocorrect version of karaoke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In my mind, that just all has a green line under it. Exactly. (laughs) This needs to be fixed. Oh, boy. I made a Microsoft Word joke. (laughs) And that's why I would play Egon. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) If you listen to the, the last episode, you know what we're drafting. But just to run through it again, we are drafting the Ghostbusters characters. We are going through seven characters, the four Ghostbusters. And then Dana... Louis Tully, who was Rick Moranis' character, and the secretary, Janine. Those are the seven characters we're drafting, and what we are using to draft from is actors from modern day. So, if you want to draft Bill Murray, he's going to be 93. So, you have to think in terms of what they are like now in order to draft them. So, given that, (laughs) we're to Bill's first pick. All right, first pick. And in this one, you know, like me and Adam were discussing uh, off air, we, we don't think there's going to be a whole lot of uh, steals happening as far as drafts go because our, our sensibilities just run, they run parallel but different. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And uh, so for me, it's just, well, so who do I start with? And But I really want this guy. Okay. <laughs> So, because there might be a chance that you could pick him for a different, I don't know why, but, <laughs> but I want this guy. Okay. So, um, um, the, the character of Venkman, uh-huh. you know, Bill Murray's character. Yes. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm thinking, okay, Bill Murray, you know, he was this, played him as this smart aleck, but this swarmy, charming you know, typical Bill Murray fair. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, well, who today is a guy that could pull that kind of a character off? Uh-huh. Because you need him to be that character. Exactly. And the only name I could think of, mm-hmm. of for me that really, really worked mm-hmm. is Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. That's a great pick. I'm I'm one of like four people on the planet that liked Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> I watched well, then we account for half of its fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that with you. I'd heard so many bad things about it. I was expecting a grown and don't get me wrong. Were there cheesy things about it? 
Absolutely. But it's yeah. a superhero movie, and I enjoyed it for what it was. Now that yeah. I've lost credibility with most of our audience, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is a phenomenal pick. And I, I didn't have him on my list, but had I thought of him, he he might have made at least runner-up on, on one of mine. He's a funny guy. He's he's cocky. He, he can play that role really well. I can see him doing an amazing job at that role. Yeah, and like I said, when I, when I started thinking about how Murray played him, and and how that character needs to be mm-hmm. because of his role in the movie. Right. I'm just like, man, I just, all I thought of, this dude played Deadpool. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, he, he can pull this off. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I can definitely see that. And, and yeah, you and I did go very different directions with our Venkman picks. So that's, that's interesting. <laughs> and, and and because Venkman is such a key role in this movie, I mean, he's he's kind of the leading man of the movie because he's not only got the tie into the Ghostbusters, he's got the romantic tie in with with the Dana character. Right. There's just there's a lot going on there. I think that my cast, for the most part, is trending a little older. OK. And. Not all of them. There's probably going to be an occasional bizarre younger person in this. But <laughs> for for me, I've got to start with Venkman, too, just because of how important that role is. Right. And so when I thought Peter Venkman, first thing I thought was Canadian, uh, which is not at all true. But this guy does happen to be Canadian. And it was a lot of the same things that you were thinking of that can he pull off the, the cocky confidence can he pull off the the humor the bizarre humor the slightly mean-spirited at times and would he be someone that you would buy in a romantic role of some sort and so i started thinking about people i'd seen in that role and i've seen this guy in a number of things but the one that sells him for this role for me as peter venkman is his role as a basically a private detective on a television show where he's funny and charming and smarmy and all of that. He's in his forties now, but since, since my cast largely is trending a little older, I think it works. The role I'm talking about is his role uh, on the, on the television show castle. (laughs) I've got Nathan Fillion. That is a great pick. As soon as I figured it out, Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. That will work. <laughs> yeah, Nathan Nathan plays that kind of a character phenomenally well. <laughs> and, and But much more subtly than Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Nathan Fillion is probably closer to Bill Murray <laughs> than yeah. my pick is. And, and I, love, I love the take yeah. that Ryan Reynolds would give to it. But Nathan Fillion was the only one, like, I, I have a backup pick. And I'm, I'm all right. right with my backup pick. But if I'm watching this movie remade today, I want to see Nathan Fillion play that role. Oh, yeah. He, he would be phenomenal in that role. And I'm a huge Nathan Fillion fan anyhow. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but especially in that role, mm-hmm. it, seems, it seems like a custom fit. Yeah. Yeah, I... I would love to see that done. So, that's both of our Venkmans out of the way immediately. Where are you going with your second pick? Well, because, again, this is one that I really, really want. Uh-huh. So, I'm going to go, I'm going to cast uh, Lewis Tully. <laughs> that's where I was going to go next, too. <laughs> Maybe I won't now. We'll see. Because, again, a very important character. Absolutely. It'd be- because of his continual reoccurrence in the movie. For sure. And, and, yeah, you talk about a role that was just custom made for Rick Moranis. Yes, <laughs> for sure. And and he just hit it out of the ballpark. Yep. Uh, it's a, okay, now who now today could, could do that and hit it out of the park? Mm-hmm. And so I played a guy that, you know, here's a guy that's, played is very good at playing the awkward guy uh-huh. 
and making it making you feel uncomfortable as he's playing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but can play it so straight uh-huh. that you don't feel like it's over the top. Uh-huh. Even when he's pushing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And and yeah, I mean <laughs> he's he's probably more well he's been in T V and movies. Uh-huh. You know, he, he's been in the Anchorman. Yep. He's been on The Office. Yep. It's Steve Carell. Steve Carell's a great pick. That's exactly who I thought you were going for when you just start talking about awkward. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's a great pick. I think that he would do really well in the role. I, I It would be, it's such a bizarre, weird thing. Like you said, it was tailor-made for Rick Moranis. And so it would be fascinating to see how Steve Carell would take that and make it his own. Oh, yeah. And he would, too. <laughs> yeah. He'd be really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> that dude. Good night, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm just imagining some of those scenes with Steve Carell's face in there, and it's yeah, <laughs> you know, where Rick Moranis played the whole nerdy, you know, so, socially ignorant guy. Mm-hmm. I think Steve Carell probably doesn't bring as much nerd into it, right? But the whole innocent lamb and still socially stupid. Yep. Yep. He oh, brings totally it a big it. way. Yep. <laughs> I totally see it. I think that's great. I, I like that a lot. Well, so yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a good pick. And, and I'm, I'm going to stay away from my Lewis Tully pick for now because since that's just been picked, I'm, I'm going to go a different direction here for my second pick. I'm going to fill the role of Ray stance who was okay. the a little more heavy set, uh, quieter, but kind of adorable character from from the team. Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking about who could fit the role even in a you know with a little bit of physicality that that Ray brought to it. I mean just when he I remember the scene where he like slid slid down the pole and then started running for the car and it was like this weird awkward goofy run and you know, somebody who, who could bring that that physicality to it as well and who could just be kind of a lovable character. Now, I know this guy has been in a lot of different m- movies, some more, more popular than the ones I've seen. And he's been in a fair number of movies that are really not, uh, not my style. However, I enjoyed this guy in uh, the uh, Night at the Museum. I believe it was the second one. Uh, but he had a major role in Moneyball. I think that Jonah Hill would be hmm. a great race dance. Wow. That was totally off my radar. <laughs> <laughs> but but for for how you described stance, uh-huh. I totally get it. <laughs> I, I, I totally get Jonah Hill. And yeah, he... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he could so play off Nathan Fillion. Yes, <laughs> they would be great together. Yep. And <laughs> wow, yeah, <laughs> that's all I can say right now because it just came out of left field for me because I had no idea who you were going with. <laughs> I couldn't even guess. I'm like, uh, uh, until you said Moneyball, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. He could he could totally pull that off. Yeah, yeah. I this this draft is super fun for me. Just imagining these people in these roles is a lot of fun. You just kind of plug in little pieces of what they've done, and and it's also revealing how we see each character because right. it sounds like you have maybe a little different take on Ray, which then you're going to cast it differently, which is fun too. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. That's phenomenal. Love it. Love it. <laughs> All right. Who, you, who do you have number three and what uh, what role? Oh, I don't have them in any order. Right. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> so, yeah, it's because uh, it, 
it, uh, this is a weird one for us. Yeah, it's a. Uh, but you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and cast a uh, Zedmore. Oh yeah, Winston. Yeah. Yeah, Winston, and uh, you know how he was played by Ernie Hudson, and just how he was written. He was mm-hmm. really in the background. Yeah, he of was. The script. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to cast a guy that's going to demand to be given more. Uh huh. Because this guy can take more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and just, uh, and especially if you, if you really push the whole. Uh, oh, what's the. How do I want to say it? If you really want to push his ethnicity. Okay. Because I think the way this guy could play him would just be, oh my goodness. Because <laughs> <laughs> the guy I'm thinking of um, is just, well, yeah, th- there's really no good way to <laughs> describe him without just giving him away right away anyhow. Okay. So I'm, so I'm just going to Jamie Foxx. Oh, yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, and you would want to give him a little more of a platform in the movie. And if you didn't, he'd just take it. So. Yeah, because I can just see him kind of going into that whole, you know, get him a little bit angry, mm-hmm. a little bit of an edge. And whenever they're fighting ghosts, he's just like, oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He could he could play the, the tough role, but the slightly crazy... Yeah, I can see him doing that really well. It would not be an understated character any longer. Exactly. He'd be, like, he'd be the guy that's, oh yeah, well let's cross the streams. Let's cross the streams, Ray. <laughs> I want to cross the stream. You want to cross? I'll cross the stream. <laughs> Tell me not to cross the stream. I'll cross the stream anytime I want to cross the stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> so there you go <laughs> yeah I, I, that's a great pick for Winston I love it I love it I, I'm going to stick with the Ghostbusters team since that's what I've been been working on and, I'll, and I'm going to go with Egon the okay. s- the scientist nerdy character that uh, that collects spores molds and fungus and uh, wants collections of things that look like uh Someone just blew their nose. <laughs> but I, I wanted a guy who who I knew had some chemistry because the, the Egon role I, I see as kind of a big deal. I He was always my favorite character. And maybe I revealed why earlier with my conversation about grammar. But, <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, this is a guy who I know has, has chemistry with Venkman. Now, he was – he's best known – for a role as like this, like a playboy, like somebody who is always chasing women. And so nothing like Egon, (laughs) but I've also seen him in a role where he was a nerd and awkward and he was amazing at it. And that was in a movie with Nathan Fillion. I don't think we'll need him to sing or dance or any of that, but he can do it if you need him to. But for Egon, I'm going to cast Neil Patrick Harris. Huh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you start bringing it all together, I'm like, yeah. (laughs) He he could do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's an interesting... Me me and you think through this so different. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But yeah, that that is so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great choice, especially for who you're casting. Yeah, yeah, I I think that that uh, works well too. Yeah, and yeah, I, I like that. That's <laughs> a, again out of for me out of left field. Uh huh. Did, didn't see that coming, but. When you said it, I'm like, huh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we I mean, have... He, he, has, he has played a doctor before. That's right. On several occasions. Yeah, that's true. Doogie Towser, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did I not think about that? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's phenomenal. I love it. That's this is this is coming together well. <laughs> right. Okay. So my next pick. Yes, number four. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go back to stance. Okay. Now, when I, you know, again, you know, Dan Aykroyd is Dan Aykroyd. Yes. <laughs> but but when I see stance, I saw him as kind of this everyday, every man kind of a guy. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. That just, but doesn't get phased by what he's doing. Yep. <laughs> it's just yeah, you know what? This this is a problem. And I'm one of the guys to take care of. <laughs> you know? Yep. But to, but just kind of the no nonsense everyday kind of a guy. I'm like, well, who's man? I, I need a I need an everyman. Yeah. And I need a guy that can pull off thinking about the Steve Puff Marshmallow guy. <laughs> That's true. Yep. And 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 react to it. Yep. And. And, uh, you know, just there's a certain tenor to Dan Aykroyd's voice, especially when he yells. Yeah, yeah. And I need someone that's got a very uh, iconic voice when he yells. Hmm. Vince McMahon. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. This this guy's been in movies. He's been on TV. He actually was known early in his career as a comedic actor. Okay. And then he started doing more dramatic stuff. Yeah, when, when I when I thought of the everyday guy, mm-hmm. my every every man is Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, okay, yeah, he certainly would play an everyman well. I, I can see him as being the one on the team that, when asked by a bizarre, sparkly creature woman, if they were gods, he would be the one that would just say, uh, no, <laughs> instead of being freaked out. You ask a question, I'll just answer it. <laughs> but again, you think about Tom Hanks' voice when he yells. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to hear him, you that's Dave Buff Marshmallow Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would be phenomenal. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. That's a fun choice. And it would be interesting to see him in that kind of a role now after he's done all the things that he's already done. Exactly. To, to kind of return to comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it would be fun to see him do. I like it. I like it. Well, we are halfway through the draft now and in no danger of breaking this into two episodes. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I will move on with my... My next pick, which I'm, I'm going to break away from the Ghostbusters team at this point. <gasps> I know. <laughs> and I'm going to draft a really important role, the role of Dana. She's the love interest for Venkman's character, so Nathan Fillion in my movie. She's got to play kind of an uptight role at points. She's also got to be, well, at times inappropriate I'm not sure how exactly to go about saying it but it's very divergent aspects to this one role she's concert violinist she's terrified so she's got to be able to handle that and you know terrified by her refrigerator and then she's got to handle the role of you know she's been possessed by the dog so when I thought of someone who had that range and who it wouldn't make Nathan Fillion look like he was a pedophile. That, I mean, that, that alone eliminated a fair number of, of people. <laughs> you don't want to go with someone who's like 18, because that's just going to make everybody feel weird. So I, I, there's a character I've been watching recently. I've been re-watching an, an, a, not an old TV show, but a TV show that's been off the air for a few years that I've really enjoyed. And... And again, I'm losing probably credibility with people just as they discover what it is. But one of the lead characters on that show is played by Lauren Graham. She's Lorelai Gilmore from the Gilmore Girls. And I could see her having that range to to play all of those different 
aspects, and she's actually a little bit older than Nathan Fillion. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it, again, really, all you need in this role mm-hmm. is a good actress. Yeah. That's really all you need. <laughs> and, yeah, Lauren Graham fits that. Mm-hmm. You don't need a specific look. You don't. You don't really need a specific age. Mm-hmm. But I understand your reasoning. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and oddly enough, I I actually went older on this pick too. Okay. <laughs> Even though Ryan Reynolds is uh, <laughs> younger. <laughs> but, okay. But uh, yeah, it's uh, this is one of those roles where it's just well, you know whatever floats your fancy. If there's someone you, you like that you appreciate, uh, how they go about the craft of acting, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can, and, but yeah, Lauren Graham is a fine actress. She can be funny. She can be serious. She can be uptight. She can be a little sleazy. I've, I've seen her play a number of different aspects that I could see playing right into that, that role really well. Right. So I, I think I would like her take on it. Yep, I think so. That's a great pick. Cool. Number five. Wow. Me. Yes. I'm, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish out my Ghostbusters. Now. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cast Spangler. Yep. And you know, a lot like you when I when I think of Spangler, I think of this nerdy guy that likes to collect stuff and it's just <laughs> yep. into weird stuff that yep. you know people are you know his friends are his friends because probably because you know they, they became friends when they were in kindergarten <laughs> and, and they just haven't figured out how to not be friends with him anymore. <laughs> you know? I love that description <laughs> it's just like I've just known him forever and it's like a bad habit now. <laughs> you know but uh, so I had and, and when I started thinking through this character, I said, okay, somebody who's nerdy, maybe even a little bit off. And I said, man, you know what? I, I, I know a guy who's played characters who would like to, who'd like to collect things. <laughs> and and plays, you know, and it's played characters that are all about science and, and logic. Okay. You know, and so... Yeah, I I just couldn't. I I went with Zachary Quinto, Spock from the new Star Trek Spock, movies, correct? Yep, or Styler from Heroes. Okay, <laughs> I I didn't get very far in Heroes. Uh, in okay, the first episode, a girl shoved her hand in a garbage disposal and a guy was cut in half, and you saw entrails everywhere. So that was enough for me. But. <laughs> And so I've I've actually not seen anything more than a commercial, including this guy. Oh, wow. so <laughs> I'm at a little bit of a loss beyond the fact that he certainly seemed like he could play this the slightly stiff, uh, not totally stiff because Spangler isn't, but right. stiff ninety percent of the time type of a character that that you'd want for this role. Yeah, it's a when, when on Heroes, he was this guy, you know, and his ability was to uh, see how things work, and he became this omni-powered guy because he would just figure out how their power worked. And well, what he would do is he would crack open their skull, <laughs> saw how their power worked, <laughs> and then make his skull work like that. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he was basically stealing everybody's power. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, and just the way he went about it was just, you know, <laughs> weird. And, yeah, <laughs> so I, I know he can pull off the whole distant, weird <laughs> scientist guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, do a good job at it. Uh-huh. And since these guys, the the three main Ghostbusters, came together being college professors, you can kind of get a different range, a different mix of people, and have it still make sense. It still works out. So Exactly. I like it. 
Well, I'm going to go to the Lewis Tully character this time. Like you, I see I see the character as uniquely tied to Rick Moranis. And so instead of trying to find a duplicate of Rick Moranis, I wanted to go with who's someone I enjoy watching be crazy. And that actually pretty quickly brought one actor to mind that thankfully you haven't chosen yet. <laughs> this guy has been in plenty of movies where as a comic lead, he was largely a goofy guy, often a lovable guy, which is kind of key for this role because you want to see this Lewis Tully character be fine in the end. You want everything to work out for him. You know, he's, he's not going to at any point be, you know, a CEO, but you want him to not die in the process of the movie because he's likable. And so all of that together made me think of, of a character who bizarrely also is a singer. So, you know, maybe he and Neil Patrick Harris can kind of do a duet that wouldn't make any sense whatsoever in this movie. But, (laughs) But someone who could handle the physicality that wouldn't, that would look appropriately bizarre sniffing a coffee pot. And I don't mean the top of a coffee pot, spinning it and smelling the side of it as, uh, as the Lewis Tully character did in the original Ghostbusters. This character, uh, like I said, he's, he's been the lead character in a number of different movies I've liked. Maybe one of the key ones would be School of Rock. Jack Black. Wow. Yeah, that would be a different take, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, can that dude act weird? Uh-huh. <laughs> sure can. Can he act like a stalker? Uh-huh. <laughs> can he act like he's possessed? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that would, uh, yeah, he would... <laughs> Yeah, I can see him. I can see him pulling off Lewis Tully. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) it's so interesting (laughs) how we're coming up with these names. I know. I'm I'm having a ton of fun with this one. (laughs) I always enjoy this, but this one in particular. I'm having a lot of fun with it just because of the dichotomy of our views on who we like as actors and how we see these roles. Is The movies are shaping up to be very different. Yeah, for, for certain. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and cast um, Janine Melnitz, okay. the secretary. And for this, you really need the accent. Ah, okay. But you need someone who can who can say things with that dry but dripping with sarcasm. Absolutely. <laughs> Bite that Annie Potts had. Yep. And so, as I was thinking through it, and there's several names come to mind. Okay. But then I think, oh... You know, the role that this gal played in uh, the often maligned and duly so (laughs) movie, Superman Returns, Hmm. her take on Miss Tessmacher was just phenomenal. And it it had that Jersey accent. It had that just biting one-liner <laughs> okay. commentary. And, yeah, so I, I'm going to cast uh, Parker Posey. Okay. That is a name I have heard, but I can't I can't place her, I'm afraid. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to be absolutely zero help. <laughs> That's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> that is a name I have heard just seconds ago. <laughs> no, I know I've heard the name before that. I just looked her up. 
<laughs> and I'm going to follow up the I have heard her name with the I don't believe I've ever seen her face. <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking at her filmography and it doesn't look like I would have had any reason to have seen her before. Right. <laughs> I wish I could help you on this one, but I'm afraid no, I can't. You don't have to because, you know, if, if anybody remembers that movie and remembers that movie's version of Miss Tessmacher, Mm. You, you know exactly why I cast her as the secretary. As opposed to Impact Wrestling's version. Of, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did see A Mighty Wind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was useless on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I flubbed my way through Lauren Graham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You did a much better job than I did. edge of breaking right now so <laughs> oh man <laughs> that probably wins for worse follow-up <laughs> you know that's gonna come i am gonna so use that on you yeah in a, in a, in a future podcast yeah yeah <laughs> and that's fair <laughs> try to recover here and make my pick for Winston Zeddemore. I wanted someone who I'd seen in a group of basically crazy people and play the straight man in all of that. Just what's wrong with all of you people? Why are you still doing this kind of thing or, you know, what's going on? And so that led me to an actor, the first one I've got on here so far, who's under 30, but a guy who is uh, a key role, possibly my favorite role in a television show you've heard me talk about many times on here. So I'll just, I'll just come right out and say that for Winston Zeddemore, I've got Aldous Hodge, Hardison from Leverage. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I can, because he plays the, the techno geek mm-hmm. on that show too. He does. Is, Yeah. More of the more reserved. Mm-hmm. I got this covered. Yep. <laughs> you guys go ahead and do all the crazy. <laughs> I got your back. Right. <laughs> guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. And when he freaks see. out, it's because other people are being ridiculous and not acknowledging it. Exactly. <laughs> I can I can see him calmly turning to someone and saying, "Tell him about the Twinkie." <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great, that's a great pick. He, I can, I can totally see him pulling that off. Yeah. Especially with, with your cast. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just bizarre looks at, at some of these other people who can certainly play the more wild, bizarre characters. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. My movie is going to be way over the top. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But that's fun. Yep. <laughs> Good night. Yeah. <laughs> Very different. So I'm, I'm to my last, my last pick. That you are. I have to cast Dana. Yep. And again, you know, all those things you said, you know, someone who can, who can play scared, who can play possessed, who can... <laughs> play you know the the sophisticated woman who's rebuffing the somewhat charming but still uh awkward yep yep <laughs> the manipulations of venkman <laughs> yep <laughs> but but the thing for me that 
that got me to cast the person I'm casting is just the the transformation from from innocence and impurity to possessed okay. and evil. And when I think about that, I think, man, Galadriel in the Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. When when she talks about the one ring mm-hmm. and all of a sudden she just switches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people will see me and tremble. Yeah, she's disturbing. <laughs> yeah, you know. And I'm like, oh even if you did almost an homage to that moment. Yeah. When she first gets possessed. Uh-huh. Would be phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, you know, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, is, is my Dana. I can definitely see that she she could really play the uptight role really well. You know that. Oh yeah, but I can I can see her playing that disturbing possessed character as well. She'd have she'd have an interesting take on it too. There's different ways you could take that. That's pretty cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. I have more than heard that name. Awesome. <laughs> That's a win. I'm so happy I picked someone that Adam knew. <laughs> that I'd actually seen before. <laughs> oh, I bet most of our listeners are uh, just shaking their heads at me anyway. So <laughs> how does he not know? Because I watch like two movies a year. That's how I can not know. (laughs) I have one role left. And that is Janine. The secretary. And I wanted somebody who, like you said, I thought you described her character really well. Minus, for me, the accent. But the snarky, biting, unkind role. But at the same time, you still... You still like the character. I mean, she's she's an iconic character. I, I remember her fondly. And then, of course, in the second movie, she ends up a love interest for Egon. So we've got that at play as well. But the, the character that I thought of for this, someone who I could see as uh, when she's playing a role where she's not happy, she can she can definitely snap at people. And they take notice. And the place that I've seen her do this probably most effectively, it was a limited role, but in the television show Arrow. For Janine, I've got Summer Glau. Ah. Yeah, Summer Summer can go... Uh, well, there's no good way to say it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, she can. She she's got uh, uh, and just facially facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got she's got one of those just devastatingly. <laughs> oh, I wish you were so dead. Yes, <laughs> she can look exasperated so well. <laughs> yeah, she has a very expressive face, mm-hmm. and yeah, can really turn up the. Dripping sarcasm, <laughs> right. cynicism. <laughs> right. I should have seen that coming once you cast Nathan Fillion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that's true. She, I, I didn't even think of her connection to Nathan Fillion in there. Obviously, <laughs> there's a major one. Right. But I was trying to avoid casting all three members of uh, Dr. Horrible Sing Along Blog. So, right. <laughs> but. Well, Felicia Day would so rock at that. I know. Too. I know. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to not make it obvious that I only watch two movies a year. <laughs> and one of them is always Dr. Horrible Sing Along Blog. <laughs> oh, I'll rewatch movies. Uh, that'll add like four. To my, to my watch list. But I only watch like two movies I haven't seen before each year. And, you know, if a couple of comic book movies come out that year, well, then the whole thing's shot. So, right. it's just not so going to happen. You're saying you haven't seen a non-comic book movie in like eight years. A new one? Yeah. I, 
You know, I've seen the Hobbit movies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I can't immediately think of another one that I've seen <laughs> remotely recently that wasn't one of those two kinds of... Like this nerd movie or that nerd movie? Right. And I like grammar. <laughs> My wife is so lucky. All right. <laughs> wow. And to go somewhere from that, I will. Right. <laughs> Good luck with that. What I'll do is I'll just run down my backup for each role and would have a very different movie. <laughs> but, right. But I'll just do it really quickly. Peter Venkman, the backup I had was James Roday, uh, Sean Spencer from Psych. Winston, okay. just to pair him with his buddy, I had Dulé Hill, who was Gus from right. <laughs> The backup for Ray was Michael Serra. Uh, I don't know if you remember him, if you just heard his name. or <laughs> uh, From Arrested Development, he's the son. Uh, for Egon, Daniel Radcliffe. So, trending younger here. Right. Harry Potter. For Dana, uh, I had Amy Adams. As a All backup. Right. Lewis Tully. Yep. I thought, let's just completely throw this role to insanity. And ha- uh, my backup was Christopher Walken. <laughs> 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 throw that one to completely psycho land. Yeah. And my backup for Janine was Emily Bett Rickards, who's Felicity Smoke in Arrow. <laughs> You're still thinking Christopher Walken, aren't you? I am. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I am the key master. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that would have that would be a complete trip for sure. <laughs> well, uh, who are your backups? I I didn't have very many. Okay, because you figured yeah, we wouldn't cross the streams too much. Right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, just for stance, yep. just as a odd, different kind of a pick, mm-hmm. I had Simon Pegg. Okay, yeah. Um, and Zetamore, mm-hmm. I had uh, Anthony Mackie. Hmm. He plays the Falcon in the newest Captain America movie. He does a great job. I've seen that guy, because he was in a <laughs> Captain America movie. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, those were the only two backups I had. Okay. All right. Well, good that we uh, did not step on each other's toes then. Yeah, I would have been scrambling. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wor- that works. That's uh, some good. You had a couple of good backups then, anyway. So, all right. Uh, why don't you run through your cast very quickly? Who, who? what the role is and who you have playing it. I'll do the same. And then we'll move on to what we are doing in the next episode, which will be one that we record side by side. Awesome. Yeah. Not on <laughs> Skype. Be so fun. It is. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> okay. As a uh, Venkman, I have Ryan Reynolds. Stance is being played by Tom Hanks. Spengler features Zachary Quinto. <laughs> Jamie Foxx as Zed Moore. Kate Blanchett as Dana. Mm-hmm. The incomparable Steve Carell yeah. as Lewis Tully. That's great. And Parker Posey, a name that I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> My cast. For Venkman, I've got Nathan Fillion. For Winston Zeddemore, Aldous Hodge. Ray Stance, Jonah Hill. Egon Spangler, played by Neil Patrick Harris. Dana is going to be played by Lauren Graham. Lewis Tully, played by Jack Black. And the secretary, Janine Summerglau. Nice. Yeah. I would love to see either one of these movies made. I sure, I certainly would. (laughs) Well, what are we doing next time? Well, next time it's kind of a riff off of this, Mm -hmm. but with with a bit even more of a twist. (laughs) We're, we're going to cast the original X-Men movie. All right. 
except we can only use professional wrestlers <laughs> or people in the wrestling industry <laughs> as, as actors. <laughs> that is really going to be a trip. <laughs> we have to assume it's going to end up super cheesy. <laughs> oh, it's, it's going to be horrible. <laughs> It'll be unintentionally funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're talking way back the the Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier first action yeah. movie. All right. Yep. So except I, I did I I took I took out uh, Rogue. Okay. And I put in Colossus, just so there is like. One other guy that a, a wrestler could actually look like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we'll have to, you'll have to send me that list in the next couple of days so I can work on that while I'm here, because that'll be harder when I head back up there. But, right. yeah, send me send me who you see as being the top, however, seven, eight, nine, whatever. Characters. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. All right. Well, send me that list and I will work on that. <laughs> Making the worst version of an X Men movie ever. <laughs> which, is gonna, which is saying something. <laughs> I didn't think it could be done, <laughs> but we will do it. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe WWE films will pick up on it and right. we'll get something. <laughs> <laughs> remarkable not awesome but remarkable yeah. so. all right well thank you all for listening to this podcast and listening to me make an idiot of myself <laughs> we appreciate your support and if you want to get in contact with us if you'd like to make fun of me on twitter you can do that at comic fan adam and if you'd like to support bill in his very fair and quite reserved making fun of me you can reach him at will deck 69 right also you can always email us at the draft podcast at hotmail.com we hope to hear from you thanks for listening we'll catch you next time mm-hmm.